When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season may be over, but that doesn't mean you have to stop betting. There's plenty to wager on over at betonline.ag, including their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. You only need $10 to enter, but be sure to do so before March 19th. You can also bet on the NBA, the NHL, my personal favorite, NFL draft props, and so much more. Head on over to betonline.ag today and put your sports knowledge to the test. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Dynasty Week on the program continues. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians here with you. On Monday's episode of the show, it was our rankings in Dynasty for the top 12 rookies. Today, we're entering the trade machine, guys. We are entering the trade machine, and Jamie has put together a list here of how we're going to do this. So I'm going to explain this, and then we can get into it. So it's broken down into eight different sections, eight players. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a player out to you, and then you're going to tell me which players in that position you would feel comfortable trading in Dynasty Dynasty League formats to be able to get those guys. And I will judge... Uh, critically, the decisions that you have made here and maybe throw out some names that at least I have that maybe aren't on your list. So this should be a lot of fun for those of you Dynasty uh, format players out there this week dedicated to you, so we will continue it on here. So, Jamie, you have split Trevor Lawrence into two separate categories here to start us off. So we were going to start with Trevor Lawrence in single QB leagues. I will let you bat lead off here. We've been doing baseball analogies all week on the show. We will continue it here. So Trevor Lawrence... Single QB leagues, you can only trade quarterbacks for him. Go ahead. So this is going to be the episode where we piss everybody off uh, because either it's like, oh, no, there's no way that player goes for that value or there's no way I trade player X to get this rookie. So uh, we know that right away. And please tweet at us uh, or Instagram uh, us uh, with your comments on some of our posts that we've been putting out there uh, to let us know. But I, I broke Trevor Lawrence here into two. It's single QB and then the multi-QB super flex leagues, because in that case, you're probably looking at receivers and running backs that you're going to mm-hmm. trade. But single QB leagues, there were three names that came to mind for me in this range. Um, and I will go probably easiest to hardest in this one. The easy one, and I tried, by the way, I wanted to, I looked at Fantasy Pros' collective uh, expert rankings, kind of figuring out where they're putting these guys in terms of ADP and keeper rankings so we wouldn't be too far off depending on where you are in your league's life cycle could be different depending on where you are age-wise. But, okay, all the caveats are out of the way, Chris. Aaron Rodgers was the first one that came to mind right away. Uh, I think despite him playing at the high level he is playing, obviously age is a concern. I think Trevor Lawrence can be within six or seven spots of him right away this year uh, in terms of weekly scoring on an average output. So if you're able to make that move, particularly if you're not in win-now mode where you need to have that more veteran presence, he'd be the first guy that I would move. Uh, the second one's a little bit interesting. I think it's Joe Burrow. I, I think if I, if I had my options there at the very two, Joe Burrow, I think it's close. I, I don't think you have to make this move. But if somebody offered me that option for Joe Burrow, I might consider it just given 
him coming off of the injury. Let's see what the future in Cincinnati looks like with the coaching staff. They might have a new staff there next year, depending on how they do. That might be a completely new offensive system he has to learn. And I do think, as Jake talked about a little bit on the show on Monday, Lawrence is entering a pretty solid situation for fantasy purposes. He's going to have plenty of weapons. He's got a lot of options at wide receiver. He's got James Robinson in the backfield. The team is going to be throwing a lot in the second half. I think he can be in that QB1 conversation right away, and I do not think those two guys would be too far away from each other. My last one here, and they don't always have to be three. I just came up with random names. I don't know if I would do this yet one for one, but if I got a little extra juice, I would consider this. Oh, boy. Russell Wilson. <laughs> if I got if I got Lawrence plus So you're already changing okay. the rules and saying a little I, extra juice. I, I know we're we're firing already. We're, we're not even one category deep. I, I just I just thought about this because I went back and forth. I literally stared at my screen for about 10 minutes trying to go, and I went, I can't quite pull the trigger for Wilson for Lawrence straight up. But it's close enough that I think you can trade a mid-level bench player or a second or third round rookie draft pick or something to kind of make that even. I think it's closer than we think. I know Russell Wilson had a really good year for fantasy purposes. He was a top five quarterback in total scoring. But I have some concerns about that offense going back to a, a much more run-heavy approach next year in terms of fantasy purposes. And I also have a worry that I don't know where he's going to necessarily play in 2022. I think there's now a real – I don't think he's going anywhere this year. But I now think there's a realistic possibility that there's a two, three year down the road and he is not in Seattle any longer. And I don't know. That's a lot of uncertainty for me. I know where Lawrence is going to be. I would consider it if I got a little bit of extra juice, a little bit, a little sweetener in that deal. Jamie, I'll say this. That was kind of the, the spot that you picked in terms of those three quarterbacks where I was kind of having a similar, similar struggle. Uh, so to see you kind of settle on those three names was pretty interesting. Jake, any different names from Jamie there that come up for you in this conversation? A couple, and I will preface this by saying I do not play Dynasty, but I really dig it, and I probably need to get in one week because it's pretty awesome. I, I kind of like this. So my first one hurt me to say, but it makes a ton of sense, is Tom Brady. He's going to light the freaking world on fire. He might win the MVP. And he might play three or four more years. We just don't know. And I think they're going to be pretty close. If you can sit, get somebody to do that, I think they're going to be pretty close to how they finish the year next year. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to throw it a ton. I think it'd be awesome. The other one that I would slam the gavel on the desk right now, sold is Carson Wentz. There's enough people that I think are going crazy thinking he's going back to 2017. There Carson are. Wentz just because he's Frank Wright. If you can get somebody to buy that one right now, sold. The, the auction is over. I'm done. <laughs> Take it and run. So can I throw a name out there that I considered? Right for Dynasty Wentz, by the way. Like, I, if you're paying anything close to QB1 value, I think you're wasting your money or your Absolutely. picks or your pride Absolutely. or your happiness, whatever's on the line in those leagues. I, I would agree. Uh, so a name that I considered, but I ultimately erred on the side of I probably wouldn't do it right now was Ryan Tannehill, right? Like, I, I got into that I area would. where I, you would? I would. Absolutely. I, I, Sell right now on Tannehill. And it's not that I don't like him, but you're now looking at a Tennessee team that doesn't have Arthur Smith as the coordinator. You're not going to have Corey Davis. You're not going to, you're probably not going to have Johnu Smith. He is going to be throwing That's to AJ fair. Brown in a completely different list of pass catchers. And they're going to have to address some issues on the defensive side and free agency. So, which means he Derrick might, Henry's got one more year in that deal and he's gone. You don't have yeah, that either. I just, I, to I'm me, that he is, selling that one. yeah, he is, he's a sell for me. I, I think right now, if you feel like you can get somebody, if you feel like you can get a top 12 QB, for Ryan Tannehill, if you're trying to do one for one at the position, I do it right away because I think long term he would not be in my top twelve if I ranked my dynasty quarterbacks right now. 
Let's yep. transition into the other Trevor Lawrence category here. This is if you're in a two QB league, a super flex league. This probably widens the parameters a little bit, Jamie, of the talent that you would offer up to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I'm going to throw some pretty interest, pretty big names out here. I didn't, I didn't want to go with like with small names. So you have to go different positions here because there are not a lot of QB for QB trades in those leagues unless you're talking about veterans for mm-hmm. rookies, which then gets to a different category of like where do you draw the line with some of the veteran quarterbacks. But uh, on the receiver side, I pick two. Uh, I would trade Michael Thomas straight up for him. I would trade Terry McLaurin as much as I love him straight up for him. Uh, I think you're looking at two guys that are wide receiver twos at this point for different reasons. Quarterback situations is the big one that they put together as the same reason. I am willing to trade a mid-level wide receiver two to get a Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be in that QB1 conversation for a while where you are starting two. If I looked at running backs, I'm going to go with two more young guys. Uh, I Again, guys I think are probably RB2s in most formats, and if you need a quarterback, you don't have these players, you're you're not going to win. I, this is not breaking news to anybody, but you're not going to win a super flex league without two starting quarterbacks that are up at least in your top 20, maybe top 25. At the, if I'm really pushing it. So if you're if you have quarterbacks that are aging out, if you have injury concerns, whatever it might be, you got to go bold. Uh, I went with both Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs here. I'd be willing to move both of those guys. Uh, I know it's bold, but you have to get very, very creative in super flex leagues. And no matter what you think of some of these other players, to me, despite the hype, and we always warned you this was going to happen, there is no other option for QB1 coming in. It's not Fields. It's not It's not Wilson. It's not Lance. It is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will also be better, in my estimation at this point, than the class that's coming in next year. So you have to make that move if you're going to go. The best quarterback that's going to come in the league and maybe this three-year window is available to you right now. I'm going to go bold and get him, even if I have to move one. Of, again, four fairly young playmakers, but I don't think any of them are going to rank in the top 12 of their position this coming season or even, or maybe even next season. I didn't really know what this one meant. So I'm going to be completely honest. It's like two QB league, are we trading? Okay, now that I know it's, I'm just going to throw one out there. and It's going to be a little bit of a shocker. DK Metcalf. Love I trade it. DK Metcalf straight up for him. There's no way he plays at that level again if they're going to run the ball that much. All of a sudden, they're going to be a play-action, deep-threat team. He he tailed off at the end of the season. We're going to get to a couple other guys I'm going to talk about on some other stuff. I'm trading to some big names that I would do. Same thing. Like He tailed off when they – and Tyler Lockett wasn't the same guy. I mean, Russell wasn't the same as offensive line, but I don't think he could put up the same numbers. I'd do that one in a heartbeat. I like that one. So that's the Trevor Lawrence conversation. Uh, Spoiler alert, he's the only quarterback we're going to mention on this list. We will transition now into the running backs here. And again, these are one uh, one player trades on each side, and you can only trade running backs here. So let's start. Najee Harris, Jake, which running backs do you feel comfortable trading one-for-one swap for Najee Harris? My first one, I went David Montgomery. He finished great. I love him. I just don't know what the hell they're doing in Chicago. We've talked about it. I can see that team turning into a dumpster fire and going downhill quick. Now, all of a sudden, they might not be in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson or for Russell Wilson. They're talking about starting Nick Foles. I don't know what the hell I'm getting. I'd take that one in a heartbeat. Najee Harris is a freaking three-down stud. He's going to go to a good team who's going to go later in the draft. Uh, I love that one. That was the one that I put down there, one for one for Najee. Jamie, I have a big name written down on my list that I was going to ask you about. I am hoping that you and I are on the same wavelength here, and you're going to pick the the guy that I was thinking of in the pre-show meeting. Go for it, Tom. Oh, do you want me to go first? I want you to go, and I want to see if we're if we match. Okay, so I've got three names. So do you want me to go from like least shocking to most shocking? Maybe please, 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 please. Uh, One of them would be Kareem Hunt. 
Uh, I know he had a lot of success this year, particularly when when replacing with Nick Chubb, but he's somebody that's still going to be a secondary back there. Even in PPR leagues, you're going to need him to basically play five, six games as the end up as the starter in order for him to be an RB1 for you. Najee Harris's path to workload and that high level of success is just easier because it looks like Hunt's going to be in Cleveland for the long haul. The other one would be one of the other ones for me is Joe Mixon. Um, I, and I know there's you're in a weird spot right now with him, the way he ended the season of just having that foot injury and then just never coming back despite us keep waiting and waiting. But man, from a stretch from the end of the uh, 2018 season, uh, excuse me, from the end of 2019 season to the time he got hurt in mid-2020, I mean, he was giving you top 10 running back value. So that's going to be one you're going to be careful with. You might be stuck in a spot if you have him where you just kind of have to hold and see. Um, and then here's a name that's probably going to uh, piss a lot of people off. I take Najee Harris over Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I would do that straight up. I had I, a bigger I, name actually as, as a shocker, but I like that one. I like that. I one. had I had all three of the names you mentioned down, Jamie, and I had another one. Okay, but let me do Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Sure, 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 sure. You can hit this with your hype train pick, Chris. Yep. I can't wait for this one. Um, but look, Damian Williams is coming back. I think Andy Reid's going to use multiple backs. I do, I think Edwards Allaire is going to be useful and he's going to be helpful and he's going to be a good player, but I don't think he's going to be this RB one that everybody was just so ready for him to be. Uh, I do think he will progress a little bit from year to year, but there's going to be competition they have there in Kansas city. Uh, I just, I'm a little bit more bearish on him than I think the rest of the fantasy community, even dating back to when he came in his rookie season, I would make this move. Cause I think the team that takes Harris is going to give him a clearer path to getting a full workload. Hang on, right. Chris. Hang on, because I'm I, I'm all in on this hype. I I have a feeling that we are right here. Say I'm it. Let say you, it. I'm gonna let you want me to say it. Say it. Saquon Barkley. No, no. Oh, that's, that's a good guy. one. That's, that's a, a good that's one, but that wasn't the guy. Who's Chris Cole? I, I I have no idea who this is now. Let it let it fly. I, I thought I thought we were I thought we were right here, hype. But this this might be more hype than this. Same division. Zeke. Zeke? I would trade Zeke. All day and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I I feel comfortable in that spot. He if you're telling me I can write his name down, I can get Najee That's Harris. Line. Right, and and I agree with you, Jamie. That's it was it me. was right on the line, and I I went the way of I would do it, but but I just when you when you look at Zeke, the the fumbles are a problem. We don't know what that offense is going to look like because I think Dak Prescott is going to be back, but you just don't know at this point until they come to some sort of deal. And there's just a lot up in the air there. And if you're telling me I can get a guy that's going to be a three-down back that's going to get a, a ton of work in, in the early stages, and now I reset my window at running back because I have a guy who's fresh. He's the first year in the league. Give me Najee Harris. So, yeah, I, Jamie, I thought Zeke was going to be on your list. I I, I I flirted with it, and then I ultimately ended up on the side of I, I would, legitimately I wrote him down and then deleted it. Like, it, it was wow. really on the line for me. My, my only concern is I wrote him of, down. He's just in another category. The same. It's my only concern is whether or not, like, are you selling too low now? Now, the question could be, are you selling before the bottom completely falls out as well? I mean, there, there yeah. are a couple ways to look at that, but it, it's close to me. I, I put it this way. I wouldn't fault you. If somebody offered that to you 1v1 one, one one and you're looking, especially if you're not, if you're trying to look at long-term, I mean, in this case, running back long-term success is a three-year window. Like, let's and, be and, yeah. what we're talking about for fantasy right and now. And you create a new three-year window. Is It would be, would be my argument for saying I wouldn't yeah. hate it. I'm not saying I would do it right. I wouldn't say I would do it myself at the moment, but I do I do not hate it. I really thought about it. And before I, get absolute, before I get murdered on the Saquon Barkley thing, there's one dude, I'm reminding everybody in the world, there's one dude that's come off an ACL and been the same dude, and that's Adrian Peterson. And there ain't another dude in the league like him, and there's never been anybody do it. So you now have a dude coming off an ACL who I don't think has a big year this year. There's a small fraction of people that tear the other one. I played with a guy, Jamal Anderson, tore one a couple years later, tore the other one. It happens. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it happens. It scares the crap out of me to take a younger guy on a better team without an ACL. I'm in. I think a lot of people would take that one. I mean, it's, it's a little risky because Saquon could be that guy that comes back and is a freak with those quads, but it scares me enough that I would do it. And that's so if you if you're going to make that move, um, then I think this is the the fantasy community as a whole has a much higher opinion on Saquon Barkley, both for next year and the, and the next few years than we do. So mm-hmm. you would to me, it's Najee Harris plus, especially the only in the show. It is Najee Harris plus because I think you could get a real haul for Saquon Barkley. And by the way, if you can make those trades now and maybe you, I guess in this case, you would be basically trying trading for the pick. But right. Do it close to the draft. Do it because I think if you start to get into camp. And there's any there's any talk of a setback or any talk of this, people are going to back away, even if they still like him. Right now, people consider him a top five running back, both in dynasty and in redraft. He's and in two in dynasty on the, on the left player. I'm looking at. Yeah. So just Najee Harris plus if you can make if if you're concerned. But again, the risk is the up you, you, the upside isn't the same. The upside for Saquon is higher than Harris, but the downside, who knows. Travis Etienne, the other running back that we are going to discuss here on the show today. Jamie, I'm fascinated to see some of the names. Hopefully, I'm assuming you came up with different names for this one than I Najee did, Harris. Because, see, this is going to be the difference because Jake might have Etienne over Harris slightly for me. I don't remember where sure. he put it there. I think he did. I, I think, think you did, right, Jake? Just yeah, behind yeah. Harris. So I'm going to yeah, go with right. a little bit different names here. Actually, this is where Montgomery came in for me. Um, I think because I have Montgomery a little bit lower. Like, I would absolutely. So any of these names I would also do for Harris is basically what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, David Montgomery, Chris Carson. I want to see where he lands. I, I like him, but injury history does have that fumble issue from a couple of years ago. Isn't going to be back in Seattle. Is he going to go, go be a part of committee uh, and Melvin Gordon? Uh, I just, he's not the same Melvin Gordon. He was in LA. Philip Lindsay's going to be back. Uh, I like Gordon, but at this point, I, if I can kind of reset the clock as Chris was saying and get somebody that has a better chance to have at least in sometime in the next two or three years, a fe- a true featured role with no other competition. I think ETN has a slightly better chance of that than Gordon. So those are the players that I would trade straight up for ETN and also any of those for Harris because I have ETN slightly lower in my personal rankings. Jake? Those are home runs. Man, I love those. I put Zeke down here. I, I have ETN as more of a home run hitter. I think he's the first running back drafted. I, lo- I love Najee Harris. You guys know that. But I just think he's a little bit more of a home run hitter. Might not go to as good of a team. But if, if all these indications are correct and they're going to bring Dak back, this team doesn't go through their $100 million running back. It just doesn't. And that offensive line's not very good. Their defense sucks. There's a lot of holes to fix, not to mention how Zeke looked. I'll take the home run hitter who's going to hit some. He might be a little bit hit or miss. Zeke's floor is probably still close to that. But I'll still take that three-year window you guys are starting to start, turn that clock over again with the young guy. A guy that I saw in the top 10 of some dynasty rankings that, you know, I was looking to just see where other people yeah. had dynasty players at. And the name that I saw in the top 10 that I gave some thought to, J.K. Dobbins was a name that kind of floated around in my conversations. And I ultimately put him on the list that I would trade for ETN if I had J.K. Dobbins. I would make I, the trade. I don't know. If, I'm in. I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. I want, I, I want another year of J.K. Dobbins before I do this. Um, and look, fit's going to matter too. Like, we're, again, as we've talked about on the show, the, fu- the part of the interesting part of this exercise right now is we don't know where the landing spots are yet. Right. So we're going to have to project based on their talent level and the team needs that we expect them to go. But I, I'm not All fully... right, Jamie, I got a question right here. If, if okay, he goes to Atlanta. Yes, because I think Atlanta is still the best fantasy spot for a running back. You, you think it's a bad running spot? For no, I think it's the sure? best running spot. The best. Yeah, I, think it's, I, I think it's phenomenal. I'm saying, I think, say he ends up somewhere like that with his pass catching ability. J.K. Dobbins is okay catching the ball at best, but they don't even throw it to the running backs that much. And he's still going to split some with Gus. I'd take that one. I, I would. But that's, too. that's a hypothetical of where they end up, right? 
Atlanta's the golden spot for me because I, I think if like, uh, Miami can be a little bit, but Miami not in year one. Like I think if like Najee Harris goes to Miami, for example, he'll be good in year one, but I don't think he'll be great until they start to cycle out maybe a Miles Gaskin or somebody. Atlanta doesn't have anybody. Like there, there is nowhere else. There are nowhere, nowhere else for touches to go. So the only way of that running back, if they use, if they go with, if they go with ETN or, or Harris and that sort of investment, which is you're talking to you know a top forty pick investment, the only person that's taking carries out of their hands are those rookies themselves messing up. Like so, not to mention you can't stack the box against them. No, like and, they're, they're and, facing you know, six, seven in boxes, and it's not Cutter. And with all due respect, Cutter never wanted to run the ball effectively. Did not feel like it was; it just wasn't a thing. And you know, no. it's not even the Arthur Smith effect. It's even just a not Dirk Cutter effect. You build those on top of each other in terms of a running game for fantasy purposes. So that's that's the golden spot. And things get really interesting if it's not one of those top two guys that go there. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. If that's a Williams or a Gainwell or. That's where things get really interesting of how, where do those guys sort of end up? Because yeah, we're all talking about these top two. And if they do end up in one of those spots, do they move up kind of the board here that we're discussing uh, them in? All right, let's go to wide receivers. Uh, we're going to talk about three of them here. Jamie, I'll start here with you. Jamar Chase is who will lead off this wide receiver conversation. So Jamar Chase is my rookie receiver too at the moment. If you went back and, and listened to our Monday show, and if you haven't, I really encourage you to. Uh, thanks for letting me know because I forgot. So. Okay, cool. You were only producing the show. Yeah, and I was on the show, but I forgot already. So, he was Jake's number one overall player. And, oh, by the way, Chris, thanks for following me on my Instagram. On no I, I do follow you on the Instagram. Did you post Jake that? Jake has him as his number one. Like, I, you know, okay. but that's Sorry cool. That. Good, good friend and producer you are. But uh, for Jamar Chase here, so I looked at players kind of going where I have him, and where I wrote ended up writing him down. You know, I kind of put him in this wide receiver, like the mid thirties for long term rank as of now. Um, obviously he's going to be higher than that. We get later, but as you start to consider these players, so I would go guys, I would trade straight up for him. Tyler Lockett name already talked about. Uh, I think he's due for a, a regression. He's always a player. I think gets a little bit overrated, um, in fantasy drafts in general, It's probably properly rated last year, but had a lot of boom games, and a lot of busts. So that's a concern for me. Uh, Hollywood Brown, just let's cut bait on this. It's just not, he's just not going to be the player we thought he's going to be. He can be a complimentary piece in Baltimore, but they're going to need somebody else to be there and actually be more reliable. And a guy that I really like this year, but you got to worry about injury history. You got to worry about quarterback situation. Will Fuller. Um, that's a player I think you can, you know, maybe you can have a tough time because of the one game suspension and not sure what's happening with Sean Watson. But I, I think to me, I even if, you know, even if you guaranteed me he was going to be healthy for 16 games next year, I, I still think I would go with Jamar Chase long-term. Uh, over all three of those guys. Man, I think a lot of this kid. That's all. I, I, I'm going to lead off with that. I went Michael Thomas first, and I'd slam the gavel and run. Wow. There you and, go. Wow. There you I'm go. I want to follow it up with DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm going to let the silence sit he, there for a second. Here's why. Woo. He went on a five-game stretch where he was held under 60 yards in the second half of the season. It would have been six in a row if he didn't have a big fourth quarter against a really bad Jets team where the Cardinals finally kind of got it going, where he caught a touchdown. He was not good late. He was phenomenal early. Teams adjusted. They're going to add more weapons to this team. They're going to try to run the ball more. They're not going to force it to him as much. He's still going to have big years. And I think he still has plenty left in the tank. But I love this kid, man. If I said if he ends up with Joe Burrow, I, I think he's a stud. I think he's in the top 20s. But I would do those. Michael Thomas, for sure. Hopkins, I may throw it out there and see if they want to throw in something else. 
We have found we have found the the level of how much Jake loves Jamar Jake loves Chase. Jake. We found it. We have we have the comparison now. This is what this show allows us to do today. Is now we have the comparison of how much Jake loves him some Jamar Chase. I tell okay. you to give you the hype train music, but I know you don't have it cute. It's, so it's certainly okay. not ready. No, 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 not even close to being ready. For it. So we will we move on to more wide receiver discussions, and I'm assuming that no one is going to reach the level of trading Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins for Jake, but we will continue to try doing this. Jalen Waddle next up on the list. Jamie, you seem like you're eager to start this conversation. I will let you start I this thought conversation. I was going to hold with these, and Jake just was like, just no. He, he won the competition out, out, out of the gate there. I do have some long-term concerns about Michael Thomas, by the way, but that, we'll save that for a different show. Um, so I have Waddle, I mean, ever so slightly over Chase right now because uh, I want to see where the landing spot is. But three players that I would trade right away, uh, big names. Let's go with Odell Beckham Jr. I would go with Juju Smith-Schuster and Debo Samuel. Like all those players on a certain level, mm. but I think those are all wide receiver two upsides. And I think if you look at Jalen Waddle, I think he has a chance to outperform all of them by year two. I really do. And, and as you start to look long-term, although Beckham Jr.'s injury history, extensive injury history, what the situation – he has not been an explosive player since leaving New York. It just hasn't happened. Everybody's waiting for it to happen. It hasn't happened. I want to see where Juju ends up landing. If he ends up going back to Pittsburgh for some reason, what that quarterback situation looks like long term. How is he going to be used as more of a volume accumulator guy? Or is he going to be used more like he was uh, his second year in the NFL? We don't know. And I like Debo Samuel a lot, but I think his ceiling is kind of capped by the type of, of receiver he is, the player that they use him, the quarterback situation. And that Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are really freaking good. So I think with him, your cap is kind of that wide receiver 20 spot where he's going to give you really good production, but I don't think he's really going to push above that. I think Jalen Waddle's upside would allow me to trade any of those players for him 1v1. One, one one. I'm going to swipe him out for himself, but the younger version. Tyler Lockett, coming out of Kansas State, was a badass kick returner, 4-3 guy. that turned into a deep threat, turned into a superstar receiver. He has some giant games here and there, but he's not that anymore. He's not what Waddle can be that he's like a better version of Lockett when he came out. The other one's DJ Chark. There's going to be a lot of mouths to feed in Jacksonville. I think he puts up I a decent year, that. but you could spread that out. I like the player, but I don't know that he was really as good as he was his rookie year. They didn't have a lot else. He was real athletic dynamic with the ball in his hands. I'd do that one in heartbeat. I thought about that. Sorry to cut you off, Chris, but I That's thought okay. about DJ Chark a lot. I'm debating whether or not to roll the dice and see like what happens the first couple weeks of the season and try to sell high on him. Like, because I think there's going to could be a lot of hype. He catches a big touchdown from Lawrence in week and one. And then everybody's like, oh, he's the I number one target. That's, yeah, that's fair. Now, he could also, all the targets can go to LaVisca Chenault. They could bring in another receiver. And then all of a sudden, you're getting your, you know, three for 23 on five targets game. And then you, yeah. that, that, that mystical value isn't there. But I thought about him a lot. I kind of want to see if he has a big couple weeks with Lawrence and then sell high. Devonta Smith, the last of the wide receivers category, although maybe the guy we're going to talk about last week can consider a wide receiver when having this conversation. So Devonta Smith, Jake, what names came to mind? First one, I'm going with two of his former teammates. Jerry Judy is the first one. I love the player, but my God, could you be more crowded with weapons of what's going on in Denver with Cortland Sutton coming back and Noah Fant turning into a stud. Uh, Tim Patrick was a beast at times. There's a lot going on there. I just don't know how many targets – I love the player. I just don't know how many targets he's going to get. I think Devontae Smith outperforms him. The second one's Henry Ruggs. I love him coming out. But what the hell do they do with him in Oakland – or Oakland, Vegas? I did it again. It's like three shows. Yeah, there you go. That's, That's a dollar in the uh, But I, what is he? 
Is he a, just a deep threat? Is he a decoy? They didn't use him as Jamie and I talked about all year horizontally and let him take it vertically. Maybe he develops, but right now I'd trade that out. I think he outperforms him next year. And I think for the next three or four, which is all I'm really counting on in this. I think so that's funny because I had, I had both those names on my list as well. Uh, I had nice. Dean Ruggs. Um, I'll throw a few other ones that I thought about as well. And because one of them I was just surprised to see so high, which was Mike Williams. Um, I, I don't know this again, love the physical talent, but just for fantasy purposes, he's not going to be the receiver. People want him to be, I just, it's not going to happen. Uh, Brandon cooks. I think his value now is as high as it's going to be for the rest of his career. He's coming off a strong like season, that. relatively healthy. We still don't know. We still can pretend like Deshaun Watson's not going to get traded. All that stuff to me says, this is the time to get out. Uh, because I, I think I'd rather be a year too soon on him because with the concussion history and everything else, uh, I would move on from him. Another one that, and as much as I love the player, I would still take Devonta Smith over Curtis Samuel. Uh, I want to see where Samuel ends up landing. Again, good player has explosive home run ability, but his ceiling is capped because of the way they use him. Like he's never going to be this top fifteen wide receiver. Even though I'm, a, I have some concerns about Devonta Smith. His upside, we're talking about the size only again. Go back to listen to Monday's show. His upside is tremendous. So I, if I'm going to take a chance on one of these guys, I think it's Devonta Smith clearly and. The rug stuff hurts me because I really thought he was going to be good, uh, good in that for that team coming out, and he just wasn't, and they never used him. And it was Aguilar just became the was deep threat. It was just weird. Yeah, man. but like they they never got like they they took him with the thirteenth pick and then they would never used him. But they never had a plan for him. It was just very, very odd to me. Uh, I I don't get what they're doing in Vegas. Part very ghost of Al Davis. Yes, the last but player. Least, you know, but at least with Ghost Al, they, they at least took some. They at least tried to get Darius Hayward Bay and those guys involved. They didn't even, they've never even tried with rugs. They really Shout out to Darius Hayward Bay. Thank you for the Darius Hayward Bay reference here on the podcast. Not a name I, I thought would come up in conversation here today on the show. Okay, the last player we are going to talk about here, and the same rules apply when discussing Trevor Lawrence in, in a super flex or a two QB league, will apply to Kyle Pitts, who is the last player on this list. We will open the conversation. You can trade outside of the position because Kyle Pitts is probably going to be, quote unquote, a tight end. So you can trade outside of that conversation. Go ahead, Jamie. So before we talk about that, are we all in agreement that unless your name is Kelsey Kittle, or Waller, you would trade any tight end one for one for Pitts. Are oh, we in agreement yeah. on that before we get in this conversation? Because I think that's where we preface Absolutely. this is why we moved on to that. Chris is saying Chris isn't so sure. I wrote Absolutely. a fourth name down, but I will I will consider erasing it from the from the Google okay. sheet. That What's I have. the fourth name? I put TJ Hawkinson's name down. If Matthew Stafford was still there, yes. And that is why I'm uh, I'm acceptable of removing him from the list. But when I was doing this, I was like, yeah, of course, TJ Hawkinson. And then I went. Jared Goff's throwing him the ball. If 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 Stafford was still there, if all that stuff, I would have. I'm not sure. I still, I still might have done it, but it would have been right around the line for me. I, yeah, I that don't was the line. Goff, and then you're talking two years of Goff and rookie, or one year of Goff and rookies. That's fair. That's it. Scares me. So you've convinced I, me. You've convinced me. He's been deleted from the sheet. And, and so by the way, everybody else, it's also unanimous agreement that we would trade Mark Andrews one for one. I mean, I think nobody Absolutely. else would really be a shocking name on that, but. And that, and that shouldn't be a shock, I don't think, but uh, I know Mark Andrews is, is a darling in the fantasy community. So that's why we kind of went to these other names. So uh, I'll give you a few guys. I went with the the Jarvis Landry's and Devontae Parkers of the world. At okay. Oh, I went way bigger than that again. And I think Parker, even if it's Watson, uh, I, I would go that. Uh, Jalen Rager, Michael Pittman. I think I went all four of those receivers. I would go over those two rookies uh, from last year. I would go over Parker, assuming, uh, assuming Watson is going to be there, because if he's not, then obviously – 
that's not really a bold take at all. Uh, guys like Jarvis Landry, I think even the Devonta Smith guys, like I think I would go over Ruggs and Judy and Williams and Cooks and Samuel. Like I think that's kind of – I think Smith and Pitts are kind of like – Very similar. Very similar in the guys that I would give yeah. up. So any of that conversation to get him, because if you don't have one of those top three tight end options, I think Pitts is going to be a contributor for you. All right, Jake, how big are these names? I think this kid's Darren Waller 2.0. And I think he slides right into the top five as a rookie. I'm going Kenny Galladay because I don't know where he's going to end up. He's going to chase the money. I wow. don't know what quarterback he's playing with. Okay. There's there's one and a reason why. Robert that's, Woods. That's a big name. Robert Woods. Because I don't that's know what his chemistry name. is with Stafford. And I think they might bring in Marvin Jones. Chris Carson. Because I mm-hmm. think he's going to be sharing a backfield with somebody. And I think Pitts can outdo him as a tight end. And I've learned my lesson on getting my ass kicked with tight ends the last couple of years. <laughs> the last one I wanted to bring up, I'm not sure that I would do it because he's, I can't really make the argument as I don't know what quarterback he's playing for. Cause it hasn't really mattered if any of the three of us were throwing him the balls, Allen Robinson. Would I consider it if it was thrown out there? Probably not. Cause he's been so good for me for the last couple of years. And it really didn't matter who was playing quarterback, but depending on which situation it is, if he goes to a more crowded team with more mouths to feed, Maybe, but I would have to know where Pitts is at that point. It would have to be a great situation. Yeah, I can't quite do that one just because Alan Robinson's still 27. Uh, you know, but if you're talking like I'm gonna throw a name out there. We haven't talked about him yet today for any of these guys, whether it's any of these rookie receivers or Kyle Pitts. Like, what are your thoughts about Adam Thielen? You know, gonna be on the wrong side of 30. You imagine there's mm-hmm. gonna be some touchdown regression this year. Justin Jefferson is training to be the wide receiver one there. Their three-year outlook at the quarterback position is is murky. Probably so, all these guys, Jane. That's a good. That's a good name. I don't know why he didn't pop in my head. That's uh, that's one I like. I went back and forth. Where this is where it's sometimes hard for us. We're we're used to playing in a lot of these, you know, the, the single season redraft leagues where it's like, yeah, Thielen's still going to be productive next year. But you start to look two, three years down the road, and look, and some of this is about the life cycle of your team, and that's extremely important. Are you? And I was preface this for those of you that are either in your leagues now or just saying, you know what, we're going to start up a dynasty league. A championship in year one is worth just as much as a championship in year five. So if you're in your window or, or if you're one of those people that go contrary, I, I there are people that will start up a, a dynasty league and say, you know what? I'm going to try to win a championship in the first two seasons and I'm going to get the best players available while you're taking rookies and you're taking these young guys who don't have roles yet. I'm going to take the superstars and go for championships and then try to rebuild later. Some people want to kind of play the long game and go, I'm going to have a rough start, rough start. And hopefully I grow with draft picks and young players into a contender. It depends where you are in your life cycle. And that's part of the conversation that we were talking about earlier like with Trevor Lawrence versus a guy like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. If you're trying to win this year, you don't make that move. If you are if you know I'm going to be like, eh, I'm going to be a fringe playoff team or I'm not going to be a playoff team or I have to kind of go into reset mode, then you got to be willing to even give up even a little bit better veterans to get some of these young players. you got to start thinking about where you are in your life cycle. But these were just kind of meant to give you a starting point an idea of what kind of valuation you should have for these players. You know, you have to kind of tailor it to your own situations, your own leagues, your own, you know, where you are in your life cycle. Uh, But I think this was a kind of a good starting point. These last couple episodes here, for those of you in dynasty formats, because you've been asking us to do more dynasty content to kind of see where you would value these players and kind of where they fit in the hierarchy for you. How about this? How about more dynasty content next week? Does that work for you, Jamie? Jake, is that everybody good with that? So I'm in because this was freaking fun. And before we jump off, I got a scenario for you for Pitts because it just okay. kind of hits me. Okay, Hunter Henry's your agent and he leaves LA, and they take Pitts. Wow. And you team him up with Herbert with Keenan Allen moving all over the place. That's and they've already got some deep threats. Though. 
I don't think he gets there. But That's the thing. If he, he doesn't does, get there. He's a top five tight end in redraft. Yes. yes. Like, like taking him at tight end five at worst in redraft. Like, I mean, it, it's just like that's where he would shoot up the board for me. I just think there's a – I like Cincinnati. Cincinnati would be a fun fit. Um, I'll see where some of these other places go. But, like, if you go – like, New he York. He goes to New York, he, love, he run away. I don't love – yeah, I don't love him with the Giants. I mean, I don't love him with some – you know. I, so who those guys? Kind of, who's going to block? I, him, nobody. Him Ingram, like what? Nobody. But if they cut Tate and like whatever, just treat him as your big slot. Like I mean, at that point. But I don't know. I guess. But there's certain teams that are better fits than others. Clearly. Uh, but that that would be if he gets to LA, that would be incredibly fascinating. But I don't think he's going to slip that far because I think somebody trades up for him at that point. Like if he's if he's getting into outside the top ten, I think teams are going to start calling. So wow. next week on the show, and you think he's going to go top ten? I do. I think wow. Pitts. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think he, I think he can go as high as five. Like Holy. I, the, I, yeah, I I really do. I I would not be shocked if Cincinnati takes him at five. I the team picking right after them could take could take him as well. And I, I think Philadelphia's on the board in that conversation. So, like I I think it's going to be I think there's going to be a lot of hype around him. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's going to the hype wow. train's going to be real on Kyle Pitts. It's going to leave the station. Um, so that should be a fascinating conversation. Come, draft I'll season. take that right. bet now that he doesn't go in the top ten. But I love this kid. We should okay. We should we have to find something. We should bet. Uh, here we go. We'll we'll bet. Uh, we'll bet a couple mighty swells. There you go. Or, that's our uh, done. done last so we'll, we'll bet a couple mighty swells. I'll be down in Arizona for draft weekend, uh, and so we'll uh, we'll be in the same same room together. So I will have Absolutely. to. Uh, I'll have Freak to get you a couple mighty swells. We have to get me a couple mighty swells if uh, depending on where he goes. So we'll draw the line at ten and a half. So top I ten, like I win. 11 or later, Jake wins. Wow, there you go. So keep a track. I know, I know you've got the the, uh, the the built bar bets on draft dudes. There's way too many of those for me to keep track. This one I, I will hopefully write down somewhere. So I want to I want to let everybody know next week on the show, uh, more of this dynasty-related content. We're going to do rookie fantasy sleepers at both the running back and wide receiver position. This won't just apply for dynasty formats. This will apply for redraft formats as well, so you can get that late value. So that's going to be uh, next Monday's show. So more of this kind of dynasty bigger picture type content here for the fantasy offseason as we transition into then being able to see where all these guys go in free agency and talk about their fantasy fit. So before we get out of here, got to let everybody get their social media stuff out there. Jake, where can everybody find you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Arians NFL on Instagram. Jamie, the brand new Instagram. I saw it today. I saw you made a post on the Instagram today. It was about Irv Smith. Yes, it is about Irv Smith with with Kyle Rudolph getting cut. Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram there on my new Instagram account, Eisner Fantasy, and then you can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. That is going to do it for us here on the show this week. Everybody, enjoy the rest of the of your weekend. Weekend, we will talk to you on Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.